Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. on the Believe Network. I am Patrick Chiodi. I am one of your two hosts of this program. Joining me, as always, is former Denver Broncos, Super Bowl 50 champion, All-Pro, Pro Bowl corner, because he got the Pro Bowl hat on today, Chris Harris Jr. Chris, happy, happy Super yeah. Bowl week, man. Good to see you. How you doing? Doing good, man. It's a, a great week, man. I wish I was in Vegas, you know, with the festivities going on, but you know, uh, family first. But uh, it's 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 gonna be a great game. Uh, it was great news, Randy going in the Hall of Fame, and yes. oh man, it's starting out a great weekend. It absolutely is. Uh, in this episode, you're going to hear us talk a little bit about what's going on down at Radio Row in Vegas uh, with the Super Bowl the Niners and the Chiefs uh, coming up this weekend. Very excited for that game. We're going to break down some of the game for you. And of course, we're going to start this episode off by talking about Randy Gratishar, the newest Denver Bronco in the NFL Hall of Fame. Long, long overdue. But before we get into that, we have a message from our sponsors. It's playoff time. The Super Bowl is here. And Unfortunately for us, the usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the NFL championship. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and the latest betting lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of the Gatorade that's going to be splashed on the winning coach at the end of the game, Bet Online is the number one source for your championship wagering. Head to Bet Online and join today to get in on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. And Chris, where we're going to start off is with, of course, Randy Gregory, the former linebacker from the Denver Broncos. Being inducted into the Hall of Fame, it has felt year after year with every single class that has been inducted, Randy Gratishar is one of those guys who was left out year after year. Even though he had yeah. all the production, all the numbers, he was one of the headliners of the Orange Crush defense. He's finally in. Chris, uh, explain how this feels just from, yeah. I mean, you were at DeMarcus Ware's induction ceremony and and that was such a prideful moment for him and for the Broncos organization. But this one feels this one feels really different. Uh, how, yeah. how does how does this one feel from an organizational organizational standpoint and being around Randy during your time in Denver? Man, Randy was a guy. He was a vet or alum that was always around. You know, uh, they they allowed him to always be around the team. You know, and uh, visit with the guys. And, you know, come and give us motivational talks, things like that. See, see him every game on the sideline, you know, before every game. Uh, you know, tell me, just go out there and make plays, you know, do what you do every week, you know. And um, he's he bleeds orange and blue, right? He's a pure Bronco. So um, uh, you see his numbers. His numbers don't do it justice because half the numbers are not even there, right? They didn't yeah. even start tracking sacks into the 80s. Right. Uh, yeah. That's why you only see him with 19 sacks. I think, you know, he got way more than that. He was like yeah. the pure, he was like the, the linebacker that could, the, he was like the Micah Parsons before Micah Parsons, the guy that I, can rush and also say. play middle linebacker. Right. Yeah. And cause he started out as a rusher. If you hear his story and then he mm -hmm. got moved to a middle linebacker. 
So yeah. he's just man. He was a, a total dominating a linebacker of his era. He's the um, the the original Orange Crush, and I'm just excited to see him go in. Man, he's such a great guy. Um, very, I, I'm pretty sure everybody up there in the building, everybody that's been around Randy, um, that especially former players and guys that's been up there, very happy for him. Man, he deserves it for sure. Yeah, Randy. I mean, this has been like I said years in the making um everybody has been yeah. pining for randy gratishar to be uh put into the hall of fame because of his impact in the game and and really how defenses are played in today's game like you said he was the guy that yeah. could rush the passer he's the guy who could drop back in coverage um he, he was the guy yeah. that was making every tackle every game i i can't even it, it's like you said they didn't start tracking a lot of these stats until uh, nearly halfway into his career and his yeah. tackle numbers, Chris, he's the franchise leader in tackles with 2049, but there's a lot of articles out there that say he had way more than two, just 2000 tackles. Like there were seasons right. where he had 200, 250 plus that they didn't even count. So this is a guy who was the original, like honey badger type guy, just put him wherever he's going to, he's yeah. going to fit in your defense and he's going to make plays. Um, Chris, it, this is another Bronco into the Hall of Fame, probably one of the most deserving uh, players from the franchise, from the franchise's long history to go into the Hall of Fame. Who do you think yeah. is up next? Who Who's a Bronco? I, we've talked about this before, uh, but who do you, who's the next like Bronco, either from a past era or from your era that you think should be in the Hall of Fame? Um, past era, man, what was the corner name? It kills me every time. I know his name, but I can't remember him on the spot. Uh, we still got one more corner that was a elite corner that should be in there. There was Champ. A champ no, name. before Champ. Ooh. Oh, it's killing me. All the old, the Bronco diehards know it. <laughs> you yeah. know, Michael, yeah, where's yeah. Mike Elise at when we need him? <laughs> there's one more corner. There's one more corner, man. Uh, yeah. You know, I forgot his name. But he, I mean, he was all pro, pro bowl, all decade team. He's not in the Hall of Fame yet before champ. So we got to get him in there. Um, I'm trying to think out of the guys that retired. D. Ware's in there now. You know, Payton's in there. Champ's in there. So now you start to probably get to more of the, um, who? Who'd you say? Doc. Brian Doc. Yeah. So he's in there. Yeah. Doc's in there. So now we probably have to start waiting on for the, uh, Whatever, probably from 2015 era, from those guys, uh, probably of the next Broncos. If we don't get, um, is Tom Jackson in the Hall of Fame? I believe Tom. You know Jackson he's did. he's on the border. Um, if he's not in it, um, then their corner. Oh, Dan oh, Reeves. Oh, Dan Reeves has a great chance. Yeah. Um, uh, Rod Smith is another guy who could be. Rod, I forgot about Rod. Rod is probably going to have to wait a couple more years just because it's a lot of receivers coming up. Yeah, but that's true. Uh, uh, I believe if Andre Lewis Wright, Lou Wright, Lou Wright should Wright. be in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, yeah. pure corner, his numbers were ridiculous too. So uh, I don't see how they keep passing over Lewis Wright. You know, he's definitely um, he should be yeah. next for sure. Yeah, Steve Atwater just got in. Uh, Tom Nalen is another guy who I. I mean, that guy was a hoss, probably one of the best centers uh, in NFL history, honestly, uh, and, and really an undersung hero. Uh, Rod Smith would probably be 
my next guy Smith, that yep. I would love I would love to see him go into the Hall of Fame and he had such a gritty career uh coming from where he did um and then putting up the production that he did and and being a part of those Super Bowl teams I think that he would absolutely be a great candidate but like you said there's a lot of really good wide receivers that are coming uh into the Hall of Fame uh candidacy here in the next few years and speaking yeah. of Chris the the Hall of Fame list being announced I feel like we should we should talk about some of these uh the NFL honors award show yeah. uh where all of the awards were announced for this season we had some um, the Cleveland Browns had a huge year Kevin Stefanski yeah. getting uh getting coach of the year Miles Garrett I don't think he should have won that one year. Let's, oh, let's like talk coach about this. of the year. Let's talk yeah. about it because because uh Micah had some Micah had some good thoughts on Twitter about defensive player of the year, which went to Miles Garrett. Do you think Miles Garrett should have gotten defensive yeah. player of the year? No, no, I don't think so. No, okay. I who, think who, who do you think? I know Bland didn't finish the year strong, yeah. but this kid did record numbers like five picks to Will, will a DB ever get? Ever will a DB ever get DP Player of the Year? Can we just name Defensive Player of the Year to to the best D lineman of the year? Because that's what yeah. it's coming to, right? Sure. Like um, when you have a guy break a record, single season interceptions to the crib, like that's automatically Defensive Player of the Year. I don't care, yeah. you know what this defense is, unless he has like thirty sacks, twenty five sacks. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't do, you didn't have enough sacks to be able to to overcome that that's my argument that's but good. um coach of the year i definitely don't think the browns coach should have got it you know even though they did have injuries um yeah. uh flacco came in and played play solid yeah he got him to play off. man the houston texans how is his coach not the uh yeah head coach that, of the year that that organization was little. bad you know they mm -hmm. went from the, the scandal of the the rape set scandal Trade away it. their franchise, you know, brought in a new quarterback, new system, new coaches, took this team to the playoffs, right? Second, won a playoff game, With a right? So uh, D'Amico Ryans should have definitely been head coach of the year. They they definitely snubbed him in that, that pick right there. Yeah. What was the I would other agree with Let's check him out. I, well, first, I would agree with that. I think, um, I think that, while Stefanski did a great job managing, uh, you know, managing the Browns and do not want to take away at all from that success. That's a, that's a wild situation to deal with six, you know, six, seven different quarterbacks and you still make the playoffs. Um, that's very impressive right. from a coaching standpoint, but what D'Amico Ryans did in Houston, rookie quarterback, the turnover from the franchise. And we have to remember that this was a right. franchise that went through two different coaches in consecutive seasons before they picked D'Amico Ryans. Right. This was an organization in shambles and they end up getting the, the second, you know, the second quarterback in the class who really should have been the first quarterback in the class. <laughs> uh, they get the second guy in the class. People were already saying that if they're not going to be a playoff team, uh, the defense is going to be good, but this isn't going to be a playoff team at all. The offense isn't going to survive. You've got a rookie quarterback, a bunch of rookie wide receivers. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a mess. And I feel like you and I were really, we were really on it when we both said yeah. Houston's going to be a dangerous team. They're going to be a dangerous team yeah. in the playoffs. Um, and I feel like D'Amico really, really should have gotten that recognition 
Um, it, it really does. It's it's really unfortunate, but um, he, I think that he should be a strong candidate for it next year as well. If that success continues, which I fully believe that it will, I think that we could see him easily winning two, three coach of the year awards down the line. Um, as for the yeah. rest of the awards, defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett. How'd you feel about that? We Did went you, over him. I say okay. I'm saying I'll uh, go with Bland. Let's go. Who's the offense? Fair. Uh Christian McCaffrey was offensive. He player deserves that. I, yeah. I will give it to Christian McCaffrey over Tyreek Hill. Just a little edge. Um, just because he finished the whole he was more consistent throughout the whole season. But like mm-hmm. the last month, Tyreek kind of was getting shut down or not shut down. His numbers weren't at the same pace as it was earlier. So I will give Christian McCaffrey um the the edge the nod because he he's catching the ball also too right and running the ball he's all purpose so uh let's give it to christian mccaffrey i think that's a great choice yeah i think and i think that i think that that's a that's the right choice as well um yeah i mean he's easily an mvp candidate too um with those numbers so uh lamar jackson was named the nfl mvp uh he is he is the 11th player uh, in NFL history to win two MVP awards. Um, Patrick, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes and him back-to-back. And Chris, this was another one. Uh, back-to-back black MVP, uh, black quarterback MVPs for the first time mm. in NFL history. This is a big, big milestone. Um, and congrats, Lamar. I feel like he was deserving of the MVP. I think that he played well enough throughout the year. I think that he, for all of the doubt and all of the criticism that he gets, and especially with them hiring Munkin, who they knew it was going to be more of a passing offense. It was going to be more, uh, look a little bit more like Georgia's scheme. Um, And people said it's not going to be successful. It's Lamar Jackson. He needs to run the ball. He proved him wrong. And he was one of the best pure passers in the NFL this year. Uh, holy crap, you get him some help at receiver, look what can happen. Um, I still feel like they're not quite there yet, but there's no doubt in my mind that Lamar Jackson was not only the most valuable player on the Baltimore Ravens, but he was also the most valuable player in the NFL. And I feel like a lot of people get mixed up with what the MVP means. This isn't just who put up the most stats, who did the best, uh, you know, in whatever category, this is the guy that you can take from whatever team he's on and put him on any other team. And he will still be just as successful to me. That's what the MVP is. How do you feel about that pick? Yeah. I mean, the MVP was pretty much wide open all year, man. Nobody like took it and just like said, I'm the MVP of the year. Even, even Lamar, right. It was all like, it sure. was all pretty close, you know. Whoever you like, you know, if you like Dak Prescott, you thought he did amazing. He's mm-hmm. an MVP in your eyes, you know what I mean? Or yeah, uh, Josh Allen, you know, because his numbers are freakish every year, right, with the yeah. rushing and passing rushing touchdowns. touchdowns. It's Insane. hard to even com- compete with Josh Allen's numbers, right? Yeah. So uh, uh, the MVP was like uh, – I think this year we'll – put, I'll put an asterisk on this MVP. It wasn't very – Really? It wasn't like a solidified – like, I'm the best player in the league MVP. Right. I don't think so. Right? right. Or because we've seen the difference in that in the playoffs with Mahomes, right? We've seen he's the best player showed up. 
yeah. in the playoffs, right? So yeah, now we see true. who the best player is in the league. So, yeah. uh, but Mahomes didn't have the, the season. They the you know with yeah, the drops, the regular and season offense. He didn't have the regular season as Lamar. So we got to give it to Lamar. Uh, him having you know he did have a better season than the rest of those guys by a little slim, right? Mm-hmm. Slim because we can so, put Christian McCaffrey up there too. The uh, the MVP voting went as so. Lamar Jackson got 49 first place votes. Oh, he's almost he was, unanimous. He was one away from being unanimous, and that unanimous vote went to Josh Allen. Uh, mm. Lamar finished with 493 points. Dak Prescott finished with 152. He got 17 first, uh, 17 that was second, second place votes. Uh, Christian McCaffrey right behind him at 147 points. McCaffrey mm. also got 17 second place votes. Brock Purdy, nine second place votes, zero first place votes. He had 97 points. Allen, 80. Tyreek, 60. Patrick mm. Mahomes got 12. CJ Stroud, Matthew Stafford at four. Miles Garrett at one. So Miles Garrett got a vote. <laughs> Miles, For Miles MVP. Garrett got a, got a fifth place <laughs> vote. Yeah. So this was it was pretty unanimous, almost unanimous uh, among the voters. I, I I feel where you're coming from as well. It was very neck and neck all season. I mean, mm-hmm. there was there was a stretch play where Dak was just playing out of his mind. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had been consistent all season long. Josh Allen really yeah. picked it up that second half of the season. So I agree with you. I think that it, it, it was very close. Lamar took mm-hmm. it in the end. Ah, it is what it is. He he played well. Yep. He played really well, man. And I think I think he uh I think he was definitely deserving of it. I think let's see how he does next year. Uh the rookies of the year, Chris, yeah. before we get into uh some of the other Broncos stuff. Um, the rookies of the year, ironically, both of them on the Houston Texans, CJ Stroud and Will Anderson from the Houston Texans, which I agree with both of those. I think both of those rookies played absolutely out of their minds. Uh, very deserving of both of those awards. And then the comeback player of the year, Chris, Joe Flacco. Man, I'm just glad it wasn't Hamlin, man. I'm glad. Glad. (laughs) I'm just just glad Flacco, man. Flacco came back and balled, man. So we just got to give him credit. And uh, and I wanted Witherspoon, man, to get some votes, man, for a cornerback for Seattle. He was balling for that Hmm. defensive rookie of the year. But uh, Will Anderson was amazing. He was, you know what I mean? Yeah. How many, has that ever happened where they have the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year on the same team? The Jets last year. Oh, yeah, they did that. Yeah, last year. Garrett Wilson. I I don't know if it happened before. Garrett Wilson, receiver, and Sauce Gardner. Yeah. 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 I I don't know if it happened before that ever. I'd actually be interested to go back and see, but back to back um, years, man. Back to back years. That's, crazy impressive but it's it's also like kudos to those scouting departments man like they they did a great job a lot of people i feel like slept on will anderson uh during that draft process just because you know quarterbacks are always going to be the most talked about position but will anderson was one of the most consistent edge rushers in college football it should have been no doubt um now chris i want to play a little game before we get into uh are some of our other conversations who on the denver broncos let's go let's go with these three 
your or four, sorry, your MVP, your offensive player of the year, your defensive player of the year, and your rookie of the year for the Denver Broncos. Let's start with MVP. Man, MVP? I would have to give it to Cortland Sutton. I thank you. Cortland would thank be you. my team MVP. Um, just the way he approached every week. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like he could, he definitely left some meat on the bone um, on the season that he could have a little bit more yardage, you know. Uh, yeah. But he's he's definitely was the MVP of the team. We didn't have Cortland. We really didn't have a shot at anything, really. You know, no. the catches and things that he made this season, um, he proved to be one of the most valuable players, I think, uh, this season for sure. No, definitely. Uh, let's go with offensive player. Can still be court. Offensive player. Or can be someone else. Cortland was our best offensive player, but let's go to the second. We got to give it to Russell, right? Okay. Russell, you know, uh, he's deserving of offensive player of the year. His numbers weren't that bad. He still had, you know, uh, he, he's lot still of, I think he's, yeah, he, he still had a lot of touchdowns. He improved our red zone. Our red zone has been terrible. Broncos it country. still wasn't. Our it red was zone terrible. was terrible but russell at least made it way better i, I mean yeah. we were really bad before russ in the red zone yeah. so we got to give him credit on that um so i would say russ you you deserve an award when you throw 20 yeah. plus touchdowns 10 picks yeah. around 10 picks i'll give you offensive play to you that's fair i like that uh let's go with defensive player of the year who's your broncos defensive player of the year defensive player of the year man it's it's out of really it, it would have to be out of Alex Singleton. Okay. Uh Sertan and Justin. But since Alex Singleton was actively there every week, mm-hmm. and I mean how many how many tackles we, we don't even know how many tackles this so guy has. He he had uh well here, I'll I'll tell you hundred plus seven uh, tackles. Yeah. He was he was the team's leading tackler for the second straight season. Um, but this was also his second straight season with a hundred plus tackles, uh, which is the, f- I think he was like the first Bronco to do that in a while. Um, Josie also yeah. had 120, he had 163 tackles, 101 solo tackles. Um, <clears throat> Josie also had 128 combined tackles. Let me pose this one to you. I could also put J Mac in there too, in the conversation. You could, uh how about oh sorry that was from 2022 uh this season alex singleton had 177 tackles 100 uh second consecutive season of 100 plus solo tackles is what i meant to say uh josie with 108 combined tackles his second straight year with 100 100 plus Mm. more combined tackles let me throw this one to you though jonathan cooper was the had the highest highest sack total since 2016 and he was the only player on the defense to start every game have a sack an interception a forced fumble a fumble recovery and a touchdown on the entire team he was the only one he he definitely made some plays but it was just he times where we seemed like we didn't have any pass rush. It was yeah. a lot of games where we seemed like we didn't have no rush. 
Um, he's definitely in consideration here. Yeah, I, I'd say I'd say Singleton or J Mac. Honestly, the impact that J Mac made on the defense could be enough. Let's name him the sleeper. Give it to him. He's like the okay. He's let's name. We'll, we'll put the up and comer. Like he's in yeah. the bracket with the who's the uh, who's One, our next up and comer star? J Mac. We'll put him in there. Who is your Broncos rookie of the year? Rookie of the year? Oh, Mims, easily. Yeah, Mims, okay. and I'm just glad we agree. Even, I'm just glad we. Yeah, agree. it could have. I mean, it could have been better. You know, it could have been a lot better with Mims. Um, yeah. I think they still don't. They still don't really know how talented this kid is. No, and um, I or think hopefully next year we have a great plan for him. Yeah, I do too. Um, Chris, let's let's pivot to Radio Row Super Bowl week. Uh, the Broncos are showing out. Uh, your friend TJ Ward had had a hilarious little bit um, when he was on Radio Row yesterday. He was talking about the Chiefs, and he said, I, I really wish you guys were still playing the way that you played when we played you because we were whooping y'all's ass. And uh, <laughs> I just – I it makes me love TJ even more, man. Uh, but for all of the things that were said on Radio Row about the Broncos, Sean Payton – <clears throat> and Drew Brees, former, two former New Orleans Saints, yeah. they had some pretty interesting things to say. <clears throat> Drew Brees was asked about what he saw from Russell Wilson this season and uh, if he knew which quarterback in this class that Sean Payton liked. And while he didn't answer the last question, um, he did have some really great insight into how the Broncos' uh, offense performed through his eyes. And he said, Sean Payton is one of the most thorough and meticulous game planners, designers, and callers of an offense that this league has ever seen. And what he saw from watching the film and comparing it to his time with New Orleans, he said the timing was off. Uh, a, a lot of it had to do with the rhythm of the plays um, yep. and just Up getting... Tempo. Yeah, and, and he said it, it just wasn't there. He said, Russell has a specific skill set and I think he can still go off and be successful in this league. But in terms of running Peyton's offense, he didn't do it to the fullest capability. So we're kind of squashing this rumor of Peyton didn't, you know, Peyton didn't try to design his offense to Russ's strengths and, you know, everything that we've heard. Um, do you think that this is maybe an indictment that the team will be looking to move on from Russell Wilson and maybe uh, find a quarterback that better fits this offense. Oh, the the proof's in the pudding. It's already over with. Russ is gone, yeah. right? There's no coming back from that, right? Mm -hmm. There's no – once you get benched in the season and uh, you're not coming back, right? It's just not happening. It's too many <clears> – mentally, Russ wouldn't be able to come back and play again. If he, if he played – and I don't know how he played this year mentally, right? Right. Because when you're when you're asked those type of things during the season, and you could possibly be benched, you know mm -hmm. you're done here. Um, you know that's that affects you mentally. And he's playing the most mental aspect position, mental activity, you know, that you need as yeah. a quarterback, right? You got to yeah. know what everybody's doing, right? Yeah. And then things are not going good with me. Right, but right. I got to make sure Marvin Mims is at 15 yards and ready to catch this curl. Right, you know what I mean. So it's yep, it's hard. He's he's got to so be there. He has to be yeah. there. 
I commend Russ for what he did and what he, how he played, but it's best yeah. for him to move on. Um, Drew, like Drew said, it's more up tempo. It's more, you know, get the ball out. It's fast, pace, offense, right? Yeah. I played Drew Brees. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's you know, it's look, it's staying in the pocket, looking off and dotting it over here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he didn't run the offense, bro. He didn't run no. Sean Payne's offense, uh, it- especially. Played against a Sean Payton before, that's not his offense. So, um, uh, I I totally agree with Drew Brees, and I think it's best yeah. for Russ to move on for sure. Yeah, and I think uh, you know Payton also was on Radio Row doing some spots, and one of the things that he said, uh, they asked him about which quarterback he likes: Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Jaden Daniels from LSU, and and he said we haven't even started our draft process yet. Um, little might be a little late in the season i think as far as he's talking about uh you know they're i think he's lying i call a lie on that i i think he's talking about like the nitty-gritty like we're really getting down to deciding who's gonna be our top x targets right they watch those the scouting department watches film all year peyton watches film all year those guys are watching film they know who these guys are he he's he's kind of tugging it along um but one of the things that he said chris was the team is a puzzle and at the end of the season we take that puzzle and we spread all the pieces around the table and we start to put them together again with salary cap with fit with play style um does this mean to you that we might see some big denver bronco names moved potentially this off season, or do you think that this is just Peyton just trying to figure out which of these guys that are on the team now, let's say like a Justin Simmons or a Garrett Bowles or a Jerry Judy or a Cortland Sutton, how they fit into the future's plans. Right. I'll probably see probably about one or two more vets probably moving on considering the cap situation and, you yeah. know, probably just their time is due um, in Denver, you know, but, um, you know, it is a bunch of pieces, right? Yeah. You got to have your core guys, your core five guys of who those guys are going to be. Unfortunately, Broncos, we don't have a core five guys. No. We might have a core so, three, a core yeah. four. You know, yeah. like I'm talking about like staple, staple guys. Like, you mm-hmm. know, when, when we're saying like, like we're talking about elite five. Yeah. Right. Like get- your elite five. You know, a Justin Simmons a couple years ago would have probably been like, I, I still think that Justin is playing at an elite level. Don't get me wrong. He's in the elite five. I would put it like Pat, Justin, Pat, right? Yeah. Cortland. And mm-hmm. it's gray after that on yeah. who's my leader. I can't put a Mitch, uh, what's his, how do you say his last McGlinchey. name? McGlinchey. Yeah. I can't, can't put, put a Mitch McGlinchey in there because his production hasn't fit, nor does he have the accolades really too. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's still so new. it's hard to now. No Ben Bowles. Powers. Yeah, uh, guess, can we put him the in the locker there? room? The locker See? room doesn't well, seem to be too favorable on Bowls. Yeah, so right now we would have to say the elite group would be in locker room status would be Justin, Pat, and Cortland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And that's, that's really where it. we would have to start with and try to build off everybody else because, like, that's we don't have a core five. We don't have yeah. a a core set like the Chiefs, right? Yeah. We don't have that, right? And um, that's the issue right there, right? That's what we got to yeah. get. 
I mean, think about your Super Bowl team. You guys, you guys had a, a big core, right? And we you had, had a, a big team. core. You had a you had a you had a huge core, and then you had your supplemental vets that you know they were they're there to do their jobs and and do it well. Yeah. And then you had your young guys who you just got to know your role in in that time. And I feel like this team is not this team's not anywhere near close to that. And with the right. rumors of trades and restructures and contracts and and all that stuff going on, it's really hard for us to sit here and and pick out. We, you know which of the which of these core guys, these elite guys, are even going to be. I put Zach team. Allen in there. I I would consider Zach Allen in there. I yeah, feel like he's, consider he's a good leader, uh, and he's still yeah. young. He's still a young yeah. guy. So I think they're going to look over their identity. I think what Sean Payton said was fantastic. I think um, he's he's playing coy as much as he can, but this is going to be an interesting offseason. and Broncos country. Chris and I will be here with you through the whole thing, but you got to strap in, man. This is going to be a long ride. We're going to be going to the draft. Chris, before the draft, we have the Super Bowl. And before we get out of here, we're going to give uh, just a quick Super Bowl breakdown and prediction oh, yeah. of how this game is going to go. 49ers, Chiefs, another division rival, another Super Bowl. Chris, uh, tell the listeners what you think you're going to see from this game. Um, and then give us your prediction. I haven't been liking the way the 49ers, you know, have been really winning these games, you know. It's really been kind of squeaking by. Mm -hmm. And their defense has been very leaky. So I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. I believe the Chiefs have a better defense right now, one. A better quarterback, that's two. Um, So Mm -hmm. uh, other than that, you know, I would say you have to give the edge to 49ers with the running backs, with the receivers, Sure, sure. Uh, tight end, so tight end is a wash, whichever one you like, you know, because Kittle can block, Kelsey doesn't block, you know, yeah. so it's whatever tight end you like, you know, on those two guys. Uh, but um, I, I got the Chiefs, you got it's hard to go pick against Mahomes and their defense. Mm-hmm. I think McDuffie matches up perfect with Debo to yeah. be able to lock him up. Uh, Sneed should be able to lock up Ayuk and the yeah. other younger corner on the opposite side. I feel like he could be able to hold his own. Um, they match up good. Drew, yeah. Tranquil, Gay, uh, Bolton, those linebackers on McCaffrey. Um, yeah. I think that's and a solid matchup, healthy. man. And uh, uh, so I, I, I got to go with the Chiefs on this. On this, It's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes, even though I hate the Chiefs. I do not want y'all to win another Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> and in know, the time. I'm rooting for the 49ers. I'm rooting for the <laughs> Niners. Yeah. You know, but uh, – it's hard to pick against the Chiefs. I'm putting my money on. You got to put your money on with the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, I, I find it really oh, difficult. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, I find it really difficult to to bet against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. And based on what we've seen schematically from Spagnolo in these playoff games, I mean, the way that they handled Baltimore was in insane. Uh, the the yeah. biggest thing is the run defense, right? How is CMC uh, and oh, yeah. the Niners going to attack? The the Chiefs have a really not you can a great run on them. run defense. You can run on him, so I think that's yeah. probably going to be a big part of their plan. Um, you know, get to get the wide receivers blocking on the outside. Use Debo in different ways. They've got a ton of guys that can block on that team. Juwan Jennings, Kyle Dusecheck, Kittle. Um, so pound the rock, make that defense tired. Um, I I think that this is still going to be 
a Chiefs Super Bowl. Um, and I'm also interested, also interested to see how Bosa and Young and the pass rush can match up with Kansas City's offensive line because they have not been good this season at all. Lots of penalties. Uh, Tony's out, so he's not even playing. They've got a new guy playing guard. That's a game. huge loss. That's a big loss. But That's is all it pro. going to be enough for the Niners to actually make an impact? I don't know. Patrick Mahomes has been playing great football. He's playing playoff football. Kelsey's been playing better in the playoffs. Uh, he looks fresher. Rasheed Rice has been coming through massively for them. I think that this is going to be a close game. I'm going to call. I'm going to call 24 to 20 Chiefs. What about you? 24 to 20. I'm going to say, uh, let's go. Yeah, 2023. I say a game winning field goal by Buckner. Um, it's going to, man, it's going to be close, man. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be tight, man. It's going to be like that. It's going to be a defensive football game. But that that position, like you said, losing that old lineman for the Chiefs, that old line is already suspect. And you lose an all pro in the middle. Um, we gotta we gotta watch that in the game, right? That could be yeah. a crucial spot in the game. And seeing and the 49ers, their their weaknesses is all in the interior. So yeah. Chris Jones, he, he should he should have a field day in, inside. So it's gonna be, you know, it's mismatches on both sides. Yep. And um I think Bosa needs to take advantage of Smith. Is that his last name? Yeah. At, uh, uh, right tackle. He'll be on he'll be on Taylor. Uh Smith's on the left side. So it'll be young on Smith unless they switch it up. But I, I mean they need to switch that up. If I'm Bosa, I'm going to left end and yeah. I'm having a Bob Miller day. If I'm Bosa, yeah. that's what it's gonna take. And yeah. my mindset is that I have to take over the game like Von Miller to win this Super Bowl. And I'm coming from the left. I know this guy's gonna be three inches behind the line of scrimmage. Right, he's gonna be holding. He's gonna probably jump off sides a little before the snap. <laughs> he's right? it's all gonna to Bosa. So you gotta just go out there and say, "Hey, I'm gonna take over this game, and I'm gonna have me a Von Miller type performance." And that's what it's gonna take for you to win a Super Bowl, bro. That's what it's gonna take. Absolutely. Well, Chris, eight years ago, you won a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos. Um, again, one of the best days as a Broncos fan in my life. Uh, I, I will never, ever forget that day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for bringing oh, that yeah. to the city of Denver. Um, and Chris, we will be back after the Super Bowl. We're going to recap the game. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, what the Broncos plans could be in free agency with the new season coming up and what the Broncos could do in this draft. Uh, make sure that you follow Chris and I on Twitter at Patrick Coyote, at Chris Harris Jr. Follow at Believe Network so you can stay up on all of our programs across the league. Make sure that you follow us on YouTube and don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And Broncos country, until next time, let's ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.